Oh, welcome back. Welcome to Post Episode Issues. I'm Phil the Issues Guy. This is for Walking Dead Season 5, Episode 5. Episode, oh no, Episode 4, Slab Town. That's right, Slab Town. And with me as always on these Walking Walking Dead adventures is Joe... Dirty Lock. Sorry I didn't give you a big introduction tonight, Joe. Joe and I are playing both playing injured tonight. So we're not we're not giving up excuses. There's no excuses here. There's no crying. Both of us have a little bit of crybabyitis. There's I mean, we're both sick and feel crappy, but there's slight bits of crybabyitis. But we're here to talk about this episode of The Walking Dead and all the exciting, exciting stuff that happened tonight. Yeah, I'm not quite as sick as Michael Jordan in the playoffs flu, but No, but so. But we're ready to score fifty-two points or forty-eight points, whatever, whatever Michael did, and uh, and talk about this. Now, everybody, if this is your first time tuning in here, please hit that subscribe button. Also, if you're curious and you are into iTunes or Stitcher, you can find the links to subscribe down in the uh, the description of this video. So please do that if you're inclined to listen to the audio as well. And if you're watching this live, please comment away, and we'll try to get to your comments during the show. Or also, if you're watching this anytime during the week, comment, and we'll try to get back to your comments away. We love keeping the discussion going all week long. It's really, really fun. And you can also tweet me at I Got Issues, man. That's the ways you can reach us if you want to talk to us about what you thought about this episode of The Walking Dead. I, I need, to, need to be straight out right off the bat, Joe. This was my least favorite episode of the season. I, I wasn't completely feeling this. It's not that it's okay. I understand if someone's a Beth lover and I like that the walking dead does this. I enjoyed what they did with the governor last season with having a couple, an episode and a half an episode about just his life and getting a little bit of a backstory, but I they just don't Michonne and, and Rick. They did it with all, all a lot of people left, and they did it with Beth and Daryl last, last season. And that was cool because Daryl evened out my, Lack of interest in Beth. I mean, it's not that I hate Beth. I just don't think she's a strong enough character for me to carry a complete episode. It doesn't mean I didn't enjoy the episode. It just well, that's means... what this was for. This was to make her a more complete character. Did, didn't work. To give, her, to give her that same kind of kick asses as Carol, that evolution that Carol kind of had, too. And Maggie, you know, you never, Maggie was always kind of kick ass, but still. You know, and you knew this episode was coming. You knew it was coming from the moment that car drove off that we were going to have a Beth centric episode. So it, it that was going to probably be just Beth. Absolutely, so. it needed to happen. But I think the coolest thing to come from this episode is the whole pay what you owe thing and that concept. The concept of how that hospital worked and well, that wasn't pay what you owe. That was pay what I think you owe. Yeah. Totally, totally. It was uh, it was a sort of a mafia type thing. Like, like, listen, we'll give you protection. We'll we'll take care of you. You owe us money now. We're, we have we'll be we'll be coming here every week, buddy. Yep, you gotta pay the company store. You can't, you know, that's that's not right. You end up owing more to the store at the end of the month than you than you make from the company in the first place. So now my question is, who's worse, these guys or the claimers? What there is, the Claimers are just as they're just as bad. I mean, they're just as bad. You heard you heard the uh, the one copish guy saying, you know, I'll have her back. She's mine. You know, he essentially claimed her. He was trying to claim Beth. 
Like, it's the same thing. There's no difference. One of them, like, little boys, Carl would be just as fucked as he was with the Quinn game. <laughs> John Riley in the uh, chat room says, uh, yes, yeah, so exciting. And he agrees. It reminded him of a season two kind of nothing episode where nothing. Well, that, that being said, too, it still was a good episode. I, I, I don't think she did a horrible job. I think she did. A pretty oh, I think it was a great episode. I think in the yeah. same way you can say that on a on a Beatles album, the people that like Ringo, you need to do the Ringo songs. The Ringo songs are great. I love the Ringo songs, but they're not my favorite cuts on the album. <laughs> and I'd say that's what this episode was. I think they did it really, really well. I think I think she pulled it off well. In general, her acting was some of the better in the episode. I just didn't, I personally didn't like the cop. I didn't think she was, she was uh, engaging enough, but. It wasn't menacing enough, I, I don't think. And it, I questioned the whole time why anybody hadn't taken her out yet. Yeah, she, she exactly. She didn't. She, that should have been Shane. I, I keep bringing up Shane, but that that seemed to be symbolize what a group would have turned into with Shane in charge, probably, or something like that. Like that out of control situation of no, no, no it's it's eater eat, eater be eaten sort of. It kind of like uh, what happens in twenty eight days later with the military guys you know yeah i just have to repopulate the world eventually so might as well start now you know what i just saw just a quick side note i just saw speaking of zombies i saw world war z for the first time i i I didn't i didn't like it no it It was comical it was almost comical I can't even get in. I don't even. I don't, yeah, we, I don't want to talk about that. We'll be do a separate podcast on on others. The book is amazing. I would like to read the book. The the movie came off comical with all the people. <laughs> it was just... The book's a real easy read too because it's done in small vignettes. It's like a series of a whole shitload of vignettes that are really entertaining. So J- John says he thinks the claimers are worse. I think the claimers are worse because their intentions, I agree with John, I think the claimers are worse because their intentions are worse in the sense of that they're not looking out for anybody's well-being, at least on some basic level, these people, uh, whatever you want to call them. Don't kid yourself. Don't kid yourself. I don't, I don't think they're looking the out for The doctor cares a little bit. A little bit. No, the doctor doesn't care a little bit. The doctor told her specifically... You know, we'll get into what the doctor, how yeah. how the doctor doesn't care. The doctor's only in it for one person. You know, it's, and that's the way it is. The whole for, for all of them, they're only in it for themselves. She's trying to keep her power. You know, yeah, sure, go ahead, rape the other women that we have. That's fine, as long as I stay in power and in control of this hospital. Uh, you know, so. I also think, as I again, and I want to make it clear, I lo- I like this episode. I think it was really great. I think it's kind of like when people are arguing about, oh, that's bad pizza, that's good pizza, it would or good ice cream, bad ice cream. We're dealing with a really good season of The Walking Dead here, a really good season and a half coming back from uh, or two seasons with season four being pretty damn good as well. Uh, and well, I let think. Me ask you a question, Phil. Yes. What do you think the difference is between um, the claimed gang? And the teacher, teach them all the way or teach them a lesson, boys, because there's teach them a lesson, then there's teach them all the way. So what's the difference between that and what she was doing by beating uh, everybody hates Chris? Uh, That uh, I think Joe, the the claimer guy, I think he does it more entertainingly. Oh, she (laughs) was having fun doing it. No, no, I just mean to me. I'm more entertained by the claimers. Of course, Major Hale is the best at it. Yeah, that's why she does it in every 
freaking thing he's in. Yeah, he's know? awesome. He's awesome. He keeps <laughs> he keeps me going with the claimers. He makes me want to see those guys more. I kind of wish he survived so he'd be uh, like I wish Rick ate another one of them and Hale ran off so he'd still be out there. No, uh, turn that into like a governor stocking or a Garrett stocking. Another yeah. one. Another one. But another one. but I I do have to say to answer your question, there isn't much of a difference. I think. I think at concept, I hate to say this, but I think at concept, the claimers system is a little bit more fair. Because it, well, at least it was out in the open. It was obvious what it was. It was, you know, there was not, they weren't hiding any, hiding behind anything. There was no, you know, it was, nobody's going to take us in. We're on our own. People like us, you know, rapists and murderers, probably people who escaped from the prison or whatever. Yeah, like the the really there was no there's no real difference between them and there's no real difference between the cannibals and in any of these groups. It, all is it just me or did you? I mean, I found myself when they were talking a lot about their system in the hospital. I just I couldn't help but think a little bit about the claimers. I don't mean to bring. I mean, it's not it's not about this episode, but I just made me think of a similar concept that they. We're basically because I kind of agree with you at at core that basically they're the same thing. It, they were ultimately doing the same thing, except they were saying they were claiming people's lives in 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 the using the banner of we're helping people. Yeah, we're helping people. They're the other extreme instead of being people. No, sorry, sorry, Joan, you can't leave. You can't go be on your own. We've claimed you to be. Uh, fuck toy for this guy so he stays in line and he can bring more people back. <laughs> fuck toy I like that sorry you know like it's not it's it's no different what what would carl have been carl would have been the same thing only he's a little boy instead of a a grown woman or beth she's not a fully grown woman yet you know as far as we know she's still a virgin she's about to get raped in that guy's office yeah yeah so so let's get let's get into the episode now that we uh no, we discussed it a little bit of, of what we took out of it. And we'll, and we'll think about these people and how relevant these people really are to our to our long term story. Is it? And I and I mean, it's all spoilers here because we because we can talk about the end of the episode before we talk about the beginning of the episode. Carol's going to kill all these people, right? Carol's going to combined. I mean, we saw we saw her evolution. She was calm, cool, collect by the end of the by the end of the episode. Oh yeah, she was ready to stab some people with needles. Yeah, yeah, she was she was about to I think she was going to go kill the doctor. I don't mm -hmm. think but well, yeah. Well, I, I mean, we'll get to that eventually, but but I agree with you. I think by killing the doctor that drives that place into mad chaos. Then you Correct. don't then you don't have the you don't have the 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 trap for the mouse to run in. It's like setting up a mouse trap without cheese. It you just that's the that's the thing that keeps them bringing in people oh we have a doctor what happens if you get sick we can take care of you yeah. so it's one of one of the things for sure so so yeah a lot we get we got a lot of people in the uh in the, in the chat room or in the watching us live thank you very much for checking us out uh what would you guys think of this episode uh I'm curious where is this like i said i I'm a big. I'm not a fan of the Ringo songs, but if you're a Beth fan and you've been clamoring for Beth, this gave you a lot of Beth, and she was awesome in it. I'm just not. I've never been the biggest fan. She, if I was ranking my characters, she'd be low on my give a shit scale because I think the way they've written her has kind of been all over the place. But so the most I've liked Beth was last season with Daryl. So I guess I'm on an all time high of liking Beth, and. Yeah. Uh, they gave her they gave her some uh some chops in this episode which was good 
They allowed her to shine. They gave her some leeway. John, John says, is that what they saved her for, for a sex toy? Perhaps. perhaps it, was, it seemed that way for a little while, the way the doctor and that other guy was looking at her. It seemed the like they... The cop all but admitted it. The cop all but admitted it. You, you can offer us absolutely nothing but companionship for the guys that are going to go out and do what they need to do to make this place thrive. Uh, she told them, you're, you're useless aside from your, your vagina. Carol equals the best transformation. Uh, absolutely. I, I, we've said that before. Carol, the way that we've fully seen, I don't think we've fully seen Beth's transformation. Oh yet. no. But, but she was saying Carol, but I agree. Start of it. Cause we, even when she was with Daryl last season, she was still all trying to just be like his psychoanalyst and, and shit and, and make him feel better about himself. And yeah, she started to like learn the crossbow or whatever and track and stuff like that. But she still wasn't like, she was still just very novice at that stuff. And before she really even had a chance, she was run over or, or taken by these guys. So what are we calling these? What are we calling these guys? The, the hospital bandits? We, we got to think of a name to call these guys. I don't, I don't know. But, the, but we'll, we'll figure that out. And uh, Jojo Mopete says uh, she was definitely out to get someone. Yes, Beth was going to stab someone. She, she, was, she was going full uh, Norman Bates with that needle. So, so let's get into this episode. Uh, it starts off, and uh, John pointed this out in the chat room as well. Uh, it started off with, the be- I think, one of the best scenes of the episode was this first scene. And I overheard uh, the Talking Dead, Beth there on the Talking Dead, talking about how uh, they set this up to kind of mirror the opening scene of the original, uh, the first episode with Rick waking up and, and looking, at it, looking at the world. And, and I thought visually, I, I think visually again, we we talk we've talked about this at the last the first few episodes. The visually this season's at an all time great. The way everything's framed, the way they use certain filters on the way things look during action scenes, it it, it couldn't look cooler. And the way the city looked was really awesome as she wakes up in the hospital and she looks yeah. out the window. And uh, she doesn't know where she is. She's freaking out. She's banging on the door. Let me out. What's in the box? But, yeah, uh, but aren't, you, aren't you at least like a little happy that when you wake up from, from being blacked out, at least you're in a locked room? Like the zombies out there, if anything, like at least that's the state. Like, okay, at least they had the wherewithal to lock me in so that if something happened out there, I was still safe in here. Mm, it's, it's true. I would obviously feel a lot safer waking up in that kind of situation. But I, I mean, maybe she hasn't dealt with the whole terminus issue, so she's not even shooken as much as the rest of the group is to outside people. But she she has to be obviously a little bit leery of this situation. This seems a little because because the whole first part of this episode before you figure out exactly what's going on plays like a bizarre absurdist uh, stage show you see on some random uh, random avenue in. Uh, in New York with, it was just set up, re, set up really weird. And, and, and a doctor comes in, you didn't know if she was, dr- or I mean, you knew, but it, it could have been in dream, could have been in reality. And, uh, it, yeah, it, a doctor and a cop, the bit, red flag right there. You see that shiny silver badge. Yeah. We know how you feel about the uniform uniform. <laughs> and it's and along with the whole tool belt. I might've even been a radio around her waist. I'm not sure the whole, yeah. Like I, Big red flag right there, really. In this environment, you're still wearing that. That that a that makes you a huge target to ev- almost anybody living on the outside who's a little scrupulous or unscrupulous. 
Now, someone wants to know uh, at the beginning of the episode, John wants to know, would we feel differently if this episode was same episode, but it was Maggie or Carol in Beth's place in the episode? Yes. The answer is yes. Um, Yes. For me, it's yes. It might have been a little bit. I, I might have not been a little as as bored, but it still would have been a very slow moving episode. Now, just that brings up a bigger question. From, because the, I don't see, I don't see, well, I see the whole thing going completely different. Maggie isn't going to sit around quite as nicely. As <laughs> no, Maggie. definitely not. Uh, but my question is, she act with the governor, especially at the beginning of the episode where, where Beth's just yeah. being so polite about everything when she's dealing with these people uh, like, Oh, okay. Uh, Mike, but my question is with this, do you prefer The Walking Dead when we have all of our characters together and we're ju- or we're jumping from story to story? Or do you prefer The Walking Dead when it focuses on one character? Which wa- I like it just, just the way it is. Every now and then throwing in one or two episodes a season where it does do this. Um, I feel like it doesn't burn me out on any of the other characters mm-hmm. as quickly. Um, I like it. I really do like it. I like the in-depth focus of character. It allows for so much more development and so much quicker of a development of a character and progression of the storyline. Me too. It's it's. I mean, I know you're not the biggest fan, and it's opened up a can of worms. We're not talking about the finale here. It's why I was such a fan of Lost, especially towards the beginning, because each episode being had both going on at the same time. You had the uh, backstory. I, I love character depth like that when you get into characters and i and i think and that's why i didn't hate this episode because i feel like this was a growth a growth episode for beth but she's not my favorite character so i wasn't carried through uh oh nice we we have uh one of our one of our commenters watching live big sexy ind 2011 the best scene for beth when she was escaping killing the zombies at the end i uh, killing zombies. i agree she she was she was kick ass at the end of the scene i think this episode got and i think that was the way it was set up i think the end half when she went all john mcclain and went down the uh elevator shaft but again we'll 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 get to that so the doctor in the and uh, Dr. Stephen, his name was, and Officer Dawn talk about how she was found hurt and she was being attacked by walkers. And Beth then asks if uh, the if the other man, if Daryl is there too, and they say no, she was alone. And now she owes them. We did you a favor, and now that we did you a favor, you owe us. Yeah, it was. They got right into it too. Like there was no uh, there was no hiding it, no foreplay, right? <laughs> No, no. And that's what I mean at the beginning. It was set up very much. And this is, again, I like this first scene was probably one of my favorite scenes of the episode. It's just, it's so weird. You're like, what is going on? It's, right. it, it just had sort of a strange, strange feel. Uh, well, I wasn't, I wasn't really like, what is going on? I pretty much, Beth got picked up off the street, kidnapped, <laughs> this place. And yep, you owe us now. Sounds like they're going to do some pretty horrible shit to her. They're not letting her go. That was immediately she was a prisoner. Immediately it's a bad colony. That I, I'm sure there's much many more bad colonies than good colonies. <laughs> Big and sexy says, I think the episode would be hilarious if it was Michonne in Beth's place. Yeah, I, I think so too. Michonne would be fucking hilarious with these people. What the fuck is wrong with you people? 
<laughs> she she would just she'd go all penny on these people. I think and, Andrea in her place would be like, "All right, I'm down. Let's yeah. do this." Andrea, yeah, I'll, I'll join. You're the same. You seem like you're good people. I see you. You you look really handsome. Lori too, if you remember Lori on the farm, she was like. We're women. We should be in the kitchen cooking yeah. and cleaning for our men out there. A- Andrew, yeah, Andrew would end up being uh, hooking up with the doctor. Would be like, would be like, the doctor's a good man. He's a good yeah. man. You don't know Philip. He's a good man. Yeah, cop, cop, whatever his name was. But Michonne would be the Michonne would be the best in the situation. <laughs> she would, she's just she's so hilarious in in these ty- in that type of situation when they're trying when people are going bullshit like at the end of last episode when uh, Gabriel was trying to be like yeah I see voice yep yeah you're gonna see voice you're gonna see you're gonna hear yeah that's gonna happen that's gonna happen a while. So uh, Doctor, it only would have been better if she turned around and gave him a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know she's thinking that though and uh john says he likes small fla- he'd rather small flashbacks of characters themselves he really liked the bob flashbacks me too uh, per- preferably i think i think what's great about the walking dead is it has almost a freeform style and especially as it develops that's why i'm not and I, this is, could be a completely different. Joe and I are going to do a podcast completely on on the spinoff thing and what we think about this eventually. But this is what scares me a little bit about the spinoff. I think The Walking Dead could work if if sometimes our main characters weren't the focus and we were just somewhere completely different. And for for a couple episodes, I'm not sure if we need the spinoff. I, I, I'm excited for it, but it would be interesting to see if. Well, like like the webisodes, for example. Like if you log on to. AMC and you check out the webisodes, they're little vignettes of uh, of what's going on in other places, and some some of them are pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to watch to watch them. I I just hope that it doesn't take away anything from from the yeah, main. Well, they're done very. They're done. I think with the same people. They're done by the same people. Yeah, but but my question is: Is it going to be completely different people? Are they? I hope so. I I me hope, too. The, I hope. I hope it. It's. You know what's? Why does it have to be another group in Atlanta? Why does it have to be the same? That's I, exactly. I want. I want. Why can't it be people in California, yeah, Seattle? That's what I want. I want something on the Europe. Exactly. Everywhere. Somewhere. Every week, it's a different place. Well, I, I don't know necessarily think every week it needs to be. A different it would be. Place. It could be like Tales from the Crypt, uh, the Walking Dead edition. Tonight we have a story about. No, I'm kidding. I don't. I'm just. No, just well. They could certainly expand it. They could set it up that way to expand it, like you know, show show a place in Seattle for a few episodes, and then show a place in or se- or set it up like American Horror Story, where you have every season of the spinoff series be a different location with different group of people. Cool I, I could be down with that, but they'd have to do a good job of uh, telling us a complete story and not and not dragging out mundane shit like someone dying for four episodes, <laughs> like like. Like Just like season two. <laughs> so uh, so back into the episode after our opening, uh, Steve Doctor Stephen brings Beth around uh, and brings shows them this old man who's injured and found under a bridge, dehydrated. He goes and pulls the plug because he hasn't shown any improvement, and. Uh, Beth's just sort of dealing with the whole situation. It's similar to what Bill and Ted say to Billy. Billy, you're dealing with time travel with the greatest of ease. Beth deals with all of this so well. She's just like, oh, okay. I'm a little freaked out by it, but yeah, she takes it well. Takes it well. She she she's, she has a good attitude about all this. And uh, and uh, Stephen stops and uh, Beth walks out 
walks, helps uh, him out with the body and kind of goes right into her role as being an orderly. And uh, Stephen stops to talk to our head of our group here, Dawn. And uh, Dawn, what did you think of Dawn? Did you like Dawn as a character, Joe? Um, as a character? No, of course not. She's an awful fucking person. <laughs> as the actress playing the character, she was mediocre. She wasn't like super gripping, you know, but no, the character itself, pretty, pretty awful person. The good foil for our, for our sweet and innocent Beth, you oh, know, but yeah. oh, Beth's so sweet and innocent. I mean, everybody in that place with the exception of I hate Chris is just awful. An awful, awful person. Noah. Okay. I like how all these people, they have these biblical names. Noah, Gabriel, Rick, Carl. <laughs> They're the only people that survived, Joe, because of the protection of... <laughs> Andrea. Andrea. Andrea Zucker. Okay. So, so Beth sees a janitor. I don't know why we focused on this janitor, but Beth looks down the hall and sees the janitor. Is that Noah? Did she see Noah? Was that the guy we see later that she yeah. looks down? Okay. So that so that was she looks down and makes eye contact with the, eventually the guy that ends up being her friend down the hall and that who I liked he was my, he was one of my other favorite parts of the episode I thought well his, you know immediately you're not looking at one of the higher ups you're looking at a plebe and, like what you've just been told you're gonna be and we're we're jumping around tonight and that's fine because this episode is less important to go and we're gonna yada yada some of the action and I think it's important what we're talking about because it's more important how things like this affect our main story and. Do you think that this obviously means that uh, Beth's friend Noah there is who's with Daryl when they meet back up with the group? Is he... I'm thinking it's either it's either that or it's um, Morgan. Morgan, it's either him or Morgan. I'm. It it seems since the with the Carol connection and that they were close to the hospital. I'm assuming or in some situation that I'm that's why I'm guessing it might it would be more of a shocker for it to be that guy. But How far away is this church from Atlanta? I don't know. Actually, That's... if you look out that window of the building, like Atlanta is, they're on the outskirts <laughs> of Atlanta. They're like in uh they're like in Revere or some shit. You know, like they're not exactly in Atlanta. You know, it, so it, the geography is one of the things I'm not, I'm not completely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, the, there might not be a Revere outside of Atlanta. I don't know any small towns. Remember, remember in season Revere, one when Rick a little bit outside of Boston. Sorry. Remember when? Remember when? Uh, in season right. one, when Rick jog, Rick, Rick and the group jogged from uh, Atlanta proper to the middle of nowhere in in like forty five minutes, <laughs> as it was getting dark. So I'm not sure how big everything is. I think the zombie apocalypse has shrunk things a bit. It, you know, and at one point, uh, Rick leaves the prison and goes back to his hometown with Michonne and Carl. So, like, they might still just be a couple miles outside of Atlanta, mm -hmm. like 20, 20, 30 miles outside, you know. And the closest I didn't see the map when I couldn't get a good focus on the map that Abraham gave. Yeah, me. I was just about to say that's our that's been our best uh, clue to to exact locations of actually seeing a map to, to DC and stuff. Because right, Daryl got back pretty quick. He was only gone for a day. <laughs> we have a few more comments. Uh, Jojo jo jo Mojo Pete says, Dawn is nuts. Yeah, I think Dawn, Dawn's yeah. a little uh, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Uh, He's a, a few rounds shy of a full clip. I hate, uh, I hate Beth likes Noah because, because everyone that she likes meets a bitter end, uh, says uh, Big Sexy. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> right. we, we we know his fate. Yeah, we, we 
Oh my goodness. Eligible bachelors. Yeah. Poor, poor guy. Poor kid. Uh, and uh, John John Riley says, "No one Morgan could meet Rick could meet Rick and Daryl." And 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 I agree. It might be a uh, might be a connection where everybody meets up together at the same time and they go to save Carol and Beth. It's good. It will be. It's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. So, uh, so as we as we said, uh, uh, Stephen stops to talk to uh, Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Dawn and Beth sees the janitor at the end of the hall, and then she sees another room. She walks over to look inside, and she sees a woman. But the woman shuts the door. And at the beginning, they're trying to fuck with you enough to make you think this could be a normal situation. These people could be normal. We see a janitor. We see some crotchety old woman. It's not normal immediately once cop lady walks in. Yep. Like once you see her in her cop uniform. <laughs> I know you're, you're so no police officers anymore. There just aren't. If you're wearing a police officer uniform, I believe you are a con man. I believe you are there. You are in a costume. You are there to do me harm at some point. I'm not talking about now. Well, no. This is what you said about Gabriel. Now, but in the zombie apocalypse, anybody in a in a in a, in a police uniform. So you're is, so you're saying uh, Joe Joe Dirty Locks hates the cops. Don't trust anyone in a uniform. Is what you're saying? I, I I can't I can't exactly say that. <laughs> no, no, we're we're kidding. I really good people that wear uniforms. No, no, he's he we're 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 joking. He clarified that he was talking about the zombie apocalypse, and you said the same thing. I'm just joking with it because you said the same thing about Abraham or not Abraham uh, Gabriel as well about for the same reasons uh, you see someone still dressed as a priest in this world uh he's probably a con man right like and if it's i don't necessarily think it's the same if i saw someone in like a a, a burqa i wouldn't think they were a con man i think that they, they were still devout and i'm not saying i wouldn't think that he was devout if i finally got to know him but i'm just thinking that anybody that's wearing certain types of uniforms that suggest power over people or an elevation of themselves above others. It's being worn at this point to con people, to give them a sense of, uh, for her, intimidation, power, control. Um, for Gabriel, you know, um, spiritual, being above you, being closer to God, needing him to get closer to God, stuff like that. Like, there's like if all the implications <laughs> that come along with certain uniforms that just would make me think twice, period. Like if your washing machine was going and the Maytag guy showed up, you'd be like, I'm better than you. You're in the oh, sorry. I was trying to think of the correct correct situation. I was thinking of Apple Bar guys, thinking of Musketeers, <laughs> something. But uh, but no, I, I agree. I agree with you. It, it's if, you know, if they're wearing a, you know, yeah. If you're wearing a, an orderly uniform, like what's his name is wearing and he's mopping the floors, you know, like that's a completely different thing. He's he's not con. A, a con of any sort he's yeah yeah i don't know it's just I, I i find certain particular uniforms to be at this point uh, unnecessary or it's, de for it, con. it's for a purpose it definitely says something about the people in charge the people that are the guys that are still dressed like cops they're wanting to show you as you said that they're not working together. They're working. They're the armies of followers. They're the overlords of everybody else. They're the ones that are in charge. They're the they, only they one. Guns on their side, and no one else does. That's what I was gonna say. They're the only ones with weapons as well. Right. And when you come, if you're if you're a survivor out there in the outskirts of Atlanta, 
and you see this guy turn the corner in his nice shiny officer's uniform, are you going to say, oh, help me, officer? Or are you going to be like, this dude's about to kill me? This dude's fucking weird. Look at that shiny fucking uniform. Come on. No, that's that's the red flag. That's the immediate red flag. You know this place is weird once she walks into that room. That's it. And they and they do a good job to continue to set that up with the woman slamming the door real quick when Beth tries to look in the room, you know, killing the other patient immediately. Ah, you just woke up. Come with me. We're going to go show you what we do to people who don't wake up in time. Joe, I wouldn't be doing much of anything. I'd be dead so quick. I, I'd be, I, again, I'd be dead in that first wave of people. I'd be chomp, 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 boom, boom, boom. I'd have to uh, be like Eugene. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. I'd, be, I'd be saying that I know the secret of the puzzle. The, the secret of the zombie apocalypse is an ocarina of time in Gerudo Fortress. <laughs> You just need to sneak. You blow it, you get the Triforce, man. And that will kill the zombies. And then we can yep. start again fresh. And we can get out of this foobar situation, Joe. <laughs> so uh, so she sees the woman and the woman shuts the door and Beth. Beth falls Stephen further into it as Stephen takes off his blanket, takes off the blanket on the corpse and unstraps it from the bed. And then uh, we see how they deal with the dead bodies. They just, they don't bury anybody because they don't go outside. They just dump them down the elevator shaft. That's awesome. It's the quickest way down. Zombies kind of eat a little bit of them, takes care of some of <laughs> the smell. But doesn't it have to, no, it takes care of the smell. What are you, pour, are you pouring down Febreze? Are you, are you, are you, oh, right. yeah, that would smell <laughs> even more rancid. Febreze, friggin' corpses. Oh. No, they, and, like, have you ever opened up a, uh, a, a compost? <laughs> oh, yes, I have. I don't when want... Those, when those elevated doors open, the, 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 the steamy, like, crap that would, that would flutter into that hallway, the smell would be unbearable. Ugh. Those people would have... Every time they'd walk over to that elevator, they'd be puking down into it. I mean, I got to imagine at some point now in this universe, they're pretty used to the smell of decay and 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 horrid, rancid bo. And so, stuff. so but, you think it's it's like that commercial? If you have pets, no one knows the smell of pets. You know, you you get used to the smell of pets in your house. It, it must be everything else there is completely clean, but that that elevator shaft opens, it's going to smell everything up. <laughs> That's a chimney of of odor right there. Uh, yeah, it's an oven. It's a it's a dark, warm place to decay and compost zombie flesh. And did you have any doubt when we when we saw the pit, the sarlacc? We keep referring to the sarlacc pit here. This is like our third sarlacc pit reference in three weeks here. It, when you saw the pit that they're gonna climb down in Star Wars: A New Hope here, did did you have any doubt at at some point in this episode someone would be falling in that? I I mean. I, you knew you knew it was happening. At least I did it right from the beginning. I go, someone's falling in that. I wrote in my notes, right there. So I, I, I also thought I also thought that uh, Copper Chick was gonna like run into that hallway while, as they were going down. I thought it was gonna be more urgent at that point. I kind of thought Copper Chick was gonna be uh, de- Dawn was going to be dead at some point tonight. Could you, uh, John, wants to know, could you imagine if Rick still dressed like a sheriff? We have talked about that. Yeah, no, I couldn't imagine that. Rick Rick figured that out right quick. He's like, ah, no, no, I got to take this shit off. He tried yeah. for a little while. He, he did try for a little while, but then he's like, he, he's like, I can't do this anymore. But Carl still wears, does Carl still wear the hat? Yes, Carl still wears the hat, but it's different. That's, uh, 
that's Indiana Jones like hat, you know that's completely different yeah that he's that's his Indiana Jones hat yeah if it's like he's the hoarders who live in where his dad where his dad's from what his family was before and John also adds about the smell it's like the hoarders who live in filth they get used to it uh he's they you get used to that smell and yeah exactly they kind of just get used to the stink but that's still gotta stink like like serious monkey ass oh my god well beth would have been puking beth would have been yeah no doubt Beth. we we beth for the first time smelling that would have had some sort of reaction to that but again beth's just beth's dealing with time travel at the greatest of ease again just <laughs> sorry i can do it one more time i get i get three times at it and, and she's just like oh She's like, yeah, oh, oh, so you don't bury the bodies. This is nice. Oh, that's nice the way you just drop the bodies down there. I'll help you. Okay. No, well, he also explains we can't get outside. <laughs> like, there's no going out there to bury. It's not safe to do that. Yeah. Eventually, at the end of the, in a little while, he brings her downstairs and he shows shows her that he's a Eugene. But they always tried. She may have had to dispose of bodies, but she's always tried to, the group has always tried to bury them whenever possible. At the prison, they buried them. You know, at the church last week, yeah. they buried them. We bury, we bury real people. Yeah. They're buried. So They're fifteen floors down. Yeah. So uh, some guy tells Beth that she looks better now that she's getting some breakfast. The officer known as scumbag sexual assault guy, bad guy number three, Gordon. He mentions. He mentions that he saved her, and she should show some, uh, you know, some uh, appreciation towards him. Beth brings some food to the... Uh, if you want some more food. Yeah, and this is where he explains the situation. Nothing's for nothing, baby. You want some food? You better be ready to eat some sausage. You know, you, you want to do this? You, we, you can't have any pudding? If you can't, don't eat your meat. Yeah, exactly. You gotta eat your meat if you want to eat your pudding. <laughs> so, so Beth decides to just bring food to the big, the big dock, and Beth brings some food over to Stephen in his office. He mentions being very bored without any research, and Beth says it's lucky to be bored in the zombie apocalypse. You're 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 very lucky to be bored in this situation, to be safe enough to be bored. Is is that the hope, Joe? Is is life good when you're safe enough to be bored? Um, no, that's when you're about to die. Especially in this world, it's it. You've in that world, in the zombie apocalypse world. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. In the zombie apocalypse world, if you're at the point where you're bored and you're feeling that safe, you need to reexamine your whole surroundings, reevaluate everything that's going on in your area, and figure out a way. To make yourself even safer and less bored. You almost have to go into every day with the perspective of a Klingon. Today is a good day to die. That's that's the way you go through the uh, through the zombie apocalypse. Like for once, once you're bored, you cut your fingernail too short. You, it gets infected, and the next thing you know, you're eating your whole friggin' your whole community. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> yeah, no, like yeah, no. There's no getting bored. Everything you do, you have to do with complete care. You cannot get lazy and you can't get... You, when, when Rick says to Carl, you, you are never safe. No, or your, bo- or your barbecue. If, you're, if you rest for one second, you're Bob sitting on the tree and getting exactly. grabbed. Exactly. There is no rest. They're all sitting in that church drinking and Bob goes and takes a walk on his own outside. Yep. No, we went through this last week. There's no, like, 
Joe Joe Dirty Lock says there's no drinking in the zombie apocalypse. Zero tolerance. Zero tolerance. And uh, Big and Sexy says uh, the pervy officer was awful. I think he was awful in a lot of ways. I think I think he was so stereotypical pervy officer. They they're like, oh, we we need to. He was a little too uh, genuine. The, the actor pulled off pervy. He used all my lines, dude. Yeah, it, he was like. All- it was like hanging out with you in 1999. It, it, it totally was. It totally was. I, I think I used at least four of those same lines one night at Dodge Street. Yeah. So, uh, so, so she, she gets away from pervy, pervy, <laughs> pervy the man. You owe me for that woo-woo. <laughs> as, as Joe's girl hides in shame in the background there. She's like, I'm, not, I'm his maid. I'm not, I'm not his girl. <laughs> yeah, that's that's his that's his cousin hanging out over there. So so uh, with my car, I nursed her. I nursed her back to health, and I told her, "Hey, you owe me for saving your life, sweetheart." <laughs> now you want some pudding? <laughs> so so they're listening to a record in there, and uh, and Beth comments about how it's been so long since she's listened to a record, and. They're listening to some music. Stephen thanks her for the food and says, uh, and asks her why she doesn't have none. And uh, Beth says, the more she takes, the longer she owe, the longer she's going to be here, and she doesn't want to owe any more than she has to. Stephen, yeah, I ain't sticking around. I'm, I'm out of here. As soon as you let me go, I'm gone. And as pervy as she's a prisoner, she knows she has to stay. Sure, her stay is not optional to an extent. She knows that, and that's why she says it. She says, I'll go as soon as I'm done paying off my debt. Joe, and I'll take you this, the, as pervy as this officer was, as I, I found the doctor just as pervy. It's, it's, he, but he did it more sly. It was like hanging out with me in 1999. He was, <laughs> he, he was trying to get to know her in that pervy way. Like, like oh, I'm going to get to know you, and he was going to make his move later. Yeah. I, re- I, really, I really do think the doctor was, he was giving her, he was looking at her like food a little bit too. A little bit, a little bit like, oh, look how bright and shiny you are. Ooh, you're, you look really nice. Oh yeah, everybody in that place is looking at Beth like food. Yeah, cute little blonde girl. What was she? She's what, 16, 17 years old. I don't know. Every, all the, all the rapey guys in that place are looking at her like meat. The doctor's like, oh my god, maybe I can work this. Maybe I can tell them I won't save any more people unless I get the cute little blonde. I haven't asked for you, any girls yet. You should have been mine. Or, but or, I got a feeling he will get there. I I, I think there's some stu- some more stuff's going to go on with this. This isn't going to be this isn't going to be a one and done situation with these people. We're going to end up having some sort of interaction with our main group and and uh, these these hospitalites uh, again. I don't, we don't have a name for these people yet. You know we don't know what to call them yet. The uh, the the dons uh, the don- uh, yeah whatever so uh, so Stephen tells her to sit down and eat part of his meal come come a little closer then Dawn comes in and breaks everything up she's all she's she's such a cock blocker Dawn keeps cock blocking the doctor and coming in and saying uh, we have a new patient some guy fell from his apartment building oh he fell. Steven says he's a loser, not worth saving. Don wants him to try to help save him. Steven tells him they have little resources right now. Don says the hell with it, goes ahead and goes ahead. And this was one of those random things. She just out of nowhere smacks Beth in the face. Well, it, it, apparently she doesn't like her character either. She's like, she's like, I'm so sick of you, Beth. 
and she just smacks her just just out of nowhere. Yeah, well, I think he was making a point to uh, I think there, I think what we were seeing, and I was getting the impression that Beth was already promised to the doctor. Right. Okay. That's what I was getting the impression because at one point copper dude rapey copper dude Since is like you should have been mine you sh- you should have been mine yeah, you should and have been mine. joan will be mine again too so i think that the arrangement was and the chicky cop don says you know you're good for nothing you have no purpose here but to but to serve the men so the men can do the job that they need to do to make this place thrive and then she's put right back with the doctor again yep not given over to one of the rapey cops, she's given back to the doctor, which is where she's given each time. So I think the deal already was made. This is the doctor's chair. He gets back. And she, and she's being a little bit, uh, Dawn's being a little bit, screw your property, just kind of, because she's pissed off the doctor just hitting back. You don't want to do what I, I tell you to do? I'll make your pretty little girl an ugly little thing. And smacks her and opens up the wound that was on her cheek again. <laughs> that's the, that's the point, and I think that's what Beth realizes kind of in the end. Now, for now, we're going to refer to these people as the custodians. So the custodians, the custodians continue here. Custodians. Yeah, that's uh, the, our the first our first one from the uh, first one from the chat room. That so uh, until we until we until one clicks, we'll just read. We'll just go with whatever people post. So. Beth's brought back to her room. How about and we call them the scrubs. The scrubs. Oh, I like that one even better. That's a good one, Joe. Uniforms with the suits. Yeah, because it did have a little bit of scrubs feel. I felt like I felt like Zach Braff could have come out of any corner and been like, <laughs> "This is my love," or something like that. Everybody hates Chris as a young uh, as a young chocolate bear. <laughs> I can't think of his name. Um. Oh, I. I Turk. Doctor Turk. Turk. Yeah. Doctor Turk. So Beth brought back to her room. Stephen tells her that Dawn is just always in a bad mood. And Beth looks into her, looks, I, was it in her pocket or under her pillow? But she finds a little, uh, a lollipop. It was, it was in the scrub top. She had, she had gotten blood from her face when the cop smacked her on her scrub top. And the doctor was like, I had Noah bring a new shirt because you need to change. Dawn is an anal OCD freak mm-hmm. and likes everything clean. And so pe- she finds it in the shirt pocket there. And, the, the shirt. and we might not know it later, but hold the thought. This lollipop becomes really gross later. <laughs> this 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 lollipop becomes some becomes. Uh, I don't even want to think about this lollipop later. So <laughs> so the uh, I, I yeah yeah we'll get to the lollipop. So <laughs> it was just interesting to like it got it got introduced here so we could have that scene later. Yep. <laughs> It was someone in a writer's room was like was like oh you know what we need sour apples huh we we could use a finger but like them sour apples <laughs> and yeah it was a sour apple too oh god that's it's it's horrible so so two officers bring a girl in and it's a woman whose arm's been uh, bitten and Stephen goes ahead and gives the girl some anesthetic and. And they go all Herschel's leg on her, and they cut her arm, and we get sort of like a graphic scene of oh, a. Oh, and they don't even give her a choice about it. She basically says, "No, let me fucking die. I I don't want to be saved. Yeah. Don't take my arm. Don't touch me. It's over." She didn't sign but, a D- she didn't sign a DNR, Joe. 
That that is her DNA. <laughs> she was under duress. We have we have to step in and help her because uh, we, because we you don't think she signed the DNR when she ran away from the place in the first. <laughs> I think so. I think so. I I think don't that, that... live out there amongst them and stay here with rapey cop. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just fucking with you. So they cut her arm off. <laughs> and, and Beth, yeah, the rapey cop. And and Beth's that's that's what that's good subsection of the Scrubs. We have the rapey yeah. cops, and then we have uh, Dawn and and uh, Stephen. So Stephen goes ahead and uh, gives the girl some anesthetic, and they cut her arm off. Beth says she can't help with this. It's Oz meets ER. But uh, but Stephen tells her to come here and hold her down. You got to come here and hold her down. And Beth and. And uh, Stephen's cutting her arm off, and Beth can't look. She cuts. Bleh. Now uh, Beth enters the cleaning room, and uh, and she starts. And this is where she meets Noah, and she asks Noah if she's okay. And this is as uh, as Big and Sexy pointed out. This is where Noah is doomed because him and Beth share an attraction. So well, yeah, he also he also points out to Beth. I did you get that lollipop I sent you? Yeah. So he so he already had a crush on Beth, which is understandable. Because uh, she's the first non-evil person he's brought, or or really injured person he's seen in a while, and they're both young, and they had a good connection when they talked. So, so he's that's kind of hot, dude. Yeah, no, Beth is kind of hot, and and uh, I'm more of a Maggie guy, to be honest with you. I'm more of a, but uh, if I had if I had to pick one of the uh, girls uh, left, uh, Abraham's chicky. Oh, Rosalita. Did, did, I'm, a Rosalita. I'm a Rosalita guy. You're Rosa, Rosalita guy, and and, yeah, and she's a hard ass, and yeah, I'm a Rosalita guy. And I, I guess I, I guess I'm a Daryl girl. I'd be a Daryl girl. Well, it's that's a a, a Daryl, a Rick, or an Abraham. Or yeah, all. there's a lot of there's a lot of good choices on The Walking Dead. And Glenn, what's wrong with Glenn? Nothing wrong with Glenn. Nothing wrong with Glenn. Nothing wrong, gun. You know, yeah. I'm definitely not a Bob fan or a Tyrese if, fan. Like, I'm sorry, Tyrese got a nut up at some point. Eugene, yeah. Uh, Do you like the Bob mullet? Are you into into the mullet? Not into the mullet. If if I, if we were playing that uh play, playing those playing that game, I, I mean, I think I think Glenn's Glenn's cuddly. I wouldn't mind doing a little doing a little uh doing a little cuddle with a uh, cuddle. With, okay, we're we're off track here, but. <laughs> But but I but I would say like from a girl standpoint I'm more of a Maggie Michonne fan rather than a bet rather than a Beth fan. But uh, okay so so uh, so Beth enters the cleaning room and she meets Noah and Beth says she's fine and they get some new clothes they talk about the lollipop Noah shows the giant scar in the leg and and says that uh, these people help people and they're only helping people to return the so that they can get other people to return the favor. It's like you know, that. He, he goes even further than that. He says they're not just helping people; they're only helping weak people. Uh, they're not that people that can't fight back, people who aren't strong enough to overthrow their power structure. Again, it's like as we we're saying, it's like that mafia thing where they step in and they and and in the old school or what you see on the television of the mafia where you're doing video games, you go in there and you bust up uh, people that need protection and you force them into oh, you need to borrow money or the way a loan shark works. I think that I think we're missing a, a part of this. We saw all the cars out there with the crosses on them. They, but we didn't see anybody except for people in uniform. I'm I'm thinking there's even another group of these of people in this that are out scouting that throw you off of a building, that that run you over and bring you back, and then you don't see them again because they're the ones that put you in the 
in the hospital. So like bo- bounty hunters in the in throat of a better and, word to say it. Yeah, and they and those are the ones that weed out the the weak from the strong, so that they don't have anybody come back that's going to overthrow them or. Maybe that's them. what Midnight Run Two would be. You know, Robert De Niro uh, hustling people, but knocking people off uh, off windows or something. I'd see that movie. But I, I don't deny that that's a possibility or there is more people to this group that we haven't seen yet. There are people because that are- that's also another another big piece of the con, too, is the, those crosses on the car. That's something that's like I'm talking about with Gabriel. That's going to play on people's uh, sense of the past, their religious beliefs, their moralities, their, oh, I see the cross. I'm safe. You know, the, all the imagery that comes with it. So Dawn comes in after this and she brings Beth some breakfast and Beth, Beth mentions that she doesn't want any. And Dawn says that she's offering for food. And again, this is very much well, I'm offering you food and I'm offering you protection. <laughs> and Beth said she didn't ask for help. And she says to her that uh, to look at, to look at the good, they help people's lives. She believes that there are others trying to fix this world. and They must all work together because when everything comes back together, uh, people that helped people are going to be the ones that run the world. <laughs> that I'm, gives her the best look here. Yeah, and see, this, is, this is a lot of where I think that this was good. I, I didn't like Beth. I thought she was uh, not Beth, uh, whatever the actress's name was, up until the Daryl episodes. Yeah, she came into her own in those episodes. This episode. We really get to see her act a little better. I really like a lot of the facial expressions that she gave us in this episode. You really did get a, a sense that this girl can act, and they allowed her to do so. Yeah, she has an excellent. Uh, again, I mentioned it earlier from a from a theatrical standpoint of, of her, or being a, being on theater. She'd be great in absurdist action or real subtle humor because she does excellent facial expressions and she plays sarcasm and kind of like a sardonic uh, sense of humor extremely well that you can kind of just read her personality and she can do a sort of duplicity of where she's putting something out and then having yeah that's nice let's burn it to the ground even in that episode when the way she says it she says it in such a such a fun way let's burn the place down but still so sad in a sense so she she's good at playing parallels and uh, Waffle this says, uh, Dawn and the Custodians, it's a new band playing in town. Yeah. <laughs> but, but don't tell them they're good because if every compliment you get, you are forced to buy them a drink. They're like, they're like, every great song we play, you owe us. You owe us a drink. You owe yeah. us a drink. So, <laughs> so Dawn tells Beth that she didn't ask for this either. And, uh, but, and, and just shut up and eat. And Beth goes ahead and eat, and I can't help but a week removed from uh, our eating Bob tainted meat stuff, I couldn't help but have uh, that in my mind as Beth was eating. Not that I thought that she was eating oh, people, yeah. but did we did we go over the fact that they were eating guinea pig when she brought the food to uh to the doctor? Oh yeah, I, I forgot about that. They were they were eating guinea pig, guinea yeah. pig bacon. Can you make bacon out of guinea pig? Yeah, um, well, if you cut it thin enough, if it's fatty enough, <laughs> mm. I'm, su- I'm sure you've got to have a lot of guinea pigs to be feeding people guinea pig all the time. They're small. There's not a lot of meat on the guinea pig. They love guinea pig down in uh, Peru. Now, do you think the food food factor in The Walking Dead is underreported? Do you think 
food would be a bigger issue in in this type of situation? Um, I think it's if it is there's going to be a point when food is gone. There's going to be a point when food is going to become the biggest issue, more so than the walkers. It, I mean, it must already be. Food and water is already pretty much at that level, but there's going to come a point when everything's just scavenged and rotted. Yeah, there's, it just seems like one line that was Daryl squirrels and and little farms that are, and uh, foraging for mushrooms and berries and shit like that. Insects, even yeah. You haven't been really hungry yet, as uh, as uh, as Gat. Thank you, Katie. As Gat, as Gareth mentioned. So uh, I gotta say, I'm gonna eat insects before I eat you, Phil. Sorry. <laughs> That's true. I, I would definitely eat inse- insects before I'd eat they you. They do it all over the all over the world. There's a lot of protein in that. It's a little crunch. It's gonna take a little bit of getting used to, but I, I, I'm probably there before I even start eating cats. Cats are squirrels. Dog. I'll eat squirrels. Are squirrels are quick? I mean, dogs, cats. I mean. We gotta see more dogs. Where the where the hell are all the dogs? We've only seen one dog. I want to know where all the dogs and cats are. Rats. I mean, I'd be all over the rats. We've seen squirrels and squirrels and and lab or uh, pet store guinea pigs uh, are being farmed. <laughs> and Don and the Custodians' hit single will be per the new hit single from Don and the Custodians coming out fresh is Pervy Cops. They'll t- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all I think for this. Creepy is a better description. Pervy is like is like running down the hall with your cocko. <laughs> rapey, rapey. Okay, okay. okay. I'm yeah. sorry. I forgot. I misread. It's it's pervy rapey cops. <laughs> so Don tells Beth that she didn't ask for it either. Beth, Beth goes and eats the tainted meat. No, eats the guinea pig, and uh, and we see Beth mopping and she's humming a pretty song as Beth tends to do. Uh, and she's just humming the floor and the girl whose arm got cut off. Uh, Joan. I remember Joan's name. Joan's name. Yeah. She, she, uh, she, she says, stay a bit. Let me, I want to talk to you. Beth says she's so sorry. And, and she says that this Dawn woman is a coward. Now Beth is uh we cut to Beth washing her hands and she looks under the mattress in in her room and Gordon comes in our pervy, our pervy rapey cop, the leader of our pervy rapey cops. And and goes, hey, babe. And could you be more textbook pervy than this guy? I mean, again, does he really think, hey, hey, baby, hey, baby, did you lose something? It's in my pants. <laughs> and looking, he, looking for this. Looking for this. And he grabs the lollipop. And then he just, and then he licks it. And then he sticks it right in his mouth. He takes it right out. He puts it in his mouth. And he's like, ooh, sour apples. <laughs> it, was, it was like, it was like, uh, like, like little Nicky when when they're like Hitler, pick out a grapefruit that's gonna go in your ass, and he just like spits on it. He's like, "This is going in your ass." It was it was so 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 pervy and so rapey, and he just licks the lollipop and and like a lollipop should be licked. And, yeah, and then he's like, I, "But I, I want to make sure I'm getting this back to its rightful owner." Yeah. Make sure it's yours. He wants to go shoop shoop diddy doop all over her poor little Beth here. Oh well, my gosh! Shove it in her mouth. I really gotta say, I really like. <laughs> wait, 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 Joe! Don't, did you just say shove it in her mouth? Yeah, well, that's what it, he shoved it right in her mouth. <laughs> he shoved it right in her mouth. He really did. And like she was trying not to let it go in her mouth. Oh, oh, that just sounds so bad every time you said it. Her, her expressions were great. I thought she was. She played. No, that she played it off. Well. She played it off. This was a. 
this was all, all joking aside. This was a really well played scene by both of them. It's it's got to be difficult, and and I know because well, generic. I'd say again, uh, generic acting perv, on pervy guy. Cop. Yeah, generic writing on pervy cop because he just right. it was because he played it well, but he, he was just traditional. Rapey cop. Rapey cop. Yeah, rape. We need we need a rapey guy. We need like, like did you see bad lieutenant. <laughs> yeah, did you see Kevin Bacon in Sleepers or something? We need someone like that. Come here, come here, boy. Come, come here, boy. What'd you do in prison, boy? And so so Beth's walking her hand, the lollipop Gordon sticks in her mouth. But Steven comes in and saves the day and kind of like again in the middle of Oz when Adebisi says uh, is trying to hook up with Beecher and Vern comes down and says if you haven't watched Oz, watch Oz. And Vern comes down and says, no rape here. There'll be no rape here. That, he's mine. And, uh, and Beth says, uh, 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 and uh, he, he kind of breaks up the whole situation. Beth, Beth asks Stephen out of all this why she even, why he even bothers staying. So how he broke it up. What are you going to do if you get sick or hurt? Or oh, yeah. Or anything like yeah, that. He, thre like, he threatens him on uh, what, what would... And he and then the cop comes back at him with like, with like, yeah, you may think you're slick and you may have uh, Dawn wrapped around your finger, but she won't be around for long. And she walks in on, at like that moment. Here's him say this. Yeah, don't you shoot that guy right there if you're Dawn. You get, rid of, you get rid of him. There's no more. He's got zero. He's looking to get rid of you. Period. He's been talking back to you a little bit, you know. And everybody's been talking about she's losing control through the episode. Yeah, don't you tell she's him to look at really the these guys anymore you need to tell that guy to look at the flowers you need to go hey hey rapey guy there's someone over there there's someone to rape over there around that or out by those flowers look at those flowers but she also knows she can't tell any of these other guys to to take this guy out because if she does they'll say to themselves oh well she already took out the other head cop uh now she's taken out this guy i'll be next and they'll just kill him Beth, I mean, Dawn eventually walks in and breaks up the little fight between the uh, Dr. Steven and, uh, and Rapey Cop. And Beth, and Beth asks Steven why he even bothers staying. And Steven brings Beth to the ground floor because uh, we needed some uh, walkers in this episode. And, and we see that the building's basically surrounded and that Steven is basically a pussy. Again, he's... He's the opposite end of someone like Eugene in the sense that he couldn't or the same as someone. I mean, the same as someone like Eugene, that he's afraid to be out in this world and he needed to surround himself with somebody tough. And he's willing to deal with anything that this crazy person needs to do. Right. And then he, he right after that, too, he brings her up to the to show her like, you know, and how people. Are, have been acting like this since the start they you know they told us to evacuate the hospital as they're overlooking the burnt out atlanta they said bring them to this park in atlanta and then they burned down atlanta they napalmed atlanta as they watched because they hadn't quite made it out not everybody had made it out of the hospital yet and they watched all the evacuees get murdered by the government he also mentions a couple of times that don wasn't originally in charge that there was another guy named hansen i i'm I, i'm blanking on if we found out what happened to Hanson. I mean, he's obviously dead, but she took him out. She did. She, she started making poor decisions that got people killed and she took care of the situation. And we see photographs of him and her in the office accepting awards together. So it was probably that her they were partner. partner. Yeah, it was her partner. And it was her place to take care of the crazy guy because it was her partner. 
And since it was her partner and she took care of him, the others just kind of looked <laughs> up to her at that point as she was in charge. And he talks about gonna change he talks about the foundation of how this group started similar to the way that the terminus people kind of rationalized their actions he says they were out finally having to go out and scavenge for food and they went out and there was a kid that was injured and don didn't want to help the kid and the doctor made a deal with them that if they helped the kid then the kid would come with them and work for them and and then it just sort of caught on and that ended up being their thing and he trusts don and don will take care of everything else Steven says, no matter how bad it gets here, it will only be worse down there. And uh, and uh, he tells Beth to go give uh, some this patient some medicine. So we see Beth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he said. To, it wasn't clear to uh, me. He I'd said, have. He said he said to give her clozapine, and she went down and she grabbed the clozapine bottle. And she started crushing pills with a with a pummel stone. Pummel yep, stone. with a stone. Yeah. A, a mortar pestle, thank you. And then uh, <laughs> she draws it up in into a syringe. Oh my god, just weird. Really? Who well, taught her to do that? Uh, like, her her dad was a vet. Seventy five milligrams. How many how many shots does she have to give him? Like there was still a whole shitload left in that friggin'. In fairness, her dad was a vet, so maybe she helped. Maybe. Yeah, no, she did a little bit, sure. She did. Maybe like, she had It's not hard to. to figure out 75 milligrams. You take the pills out, but still, a lot of shots. Of... And she didn't even give him the whole dose that he ordered. No, no, she didn't. So Noah comes in right as the man starts to have an attack in the bed. Now, And Dawn comes in quickly and stabs the guy into the head. Dawn's everywhere at all times. Dawn asks what happened to him. Noah says it was a problem caused by him when, he, uh, when Beth left. And he's taken to the office to be disciplined. Now he says he, he says he kicked out the plug from the respirator, and, and he seemed fine at first. But by the time he got it plugged back in, he was seizing. Yep. And Beth made the mistake, and and acts, Beth. But we find out, or we seem to think right at the beginning here, uh, when we first hear about this, that Beth made a mistake and accidentally killed the man because the doctor's like, "No, I told you this drug," and she's like, "No, you told me this drug." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, she says, that's not what happened. He start, After I gave him the clozapine, he started seizing. And the doctor said, well, I told you to give him clonazepam, not clozapine. And she says, no, no, you didn't. And he's like, yeah, I did. That's when Don takes her and pulls her aside. And, and, you know, after she, you, hear, uh, you hear Noah getting beat in the office yeah. by her. And, and she says it was smart that Noah took the blame. Because uh, she didn't want to punish Noah, so, but she had to anyways, but she went a little easy on him. Don said it's all for I, the... I had, to, I had to, essentially, I had to teach him all the way. Yeah. <laughs> or not all the way, but I had to teach him a lesson. Yeah, we had, we, they, he had to go all uh, all claimers on them for a second and teach, teach, him, teach him a lesson because he didn't obey by the rules. He didn't say claimed here when it comes to Beth. And, <laughs> and Don says that, uh, again, goes, when we're rescued... We'll all be a part of this new world, and we'll be put it back together. And she's 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 the next level of what Abraham could turn into if he doesn't watch out. And Don says, and Don says, listen, we're doing the good thing. We're doing the good thing. And Beth just again, this is one of my favorite lines from Beth of the night. She's like, listen, listen, th there's no one coming. There's nothing but death. It's bullshit. You're you're full of shit. You're bullshit. You're bullshit. This is bullshit. I give up. Fuck you. 
she just put, she she crouches up she takes a dump on her desk it's, it's just she's like this is done well and this is where and this is where don tells her yeah you know what and that's why you're gonna be you know sex toy yep and and don kind of uses her uh, fucks with her mind a little bit and she sees the scars in her wrists wrist and she says are you really that strong look look at what you did to yourself yeah you're weak you're nothing you're useless yep and sex toy and that's all you are (laughs) you can't help us here so you're gonna please the people who will help us so we go back over to noah we see bruises all over his face and he has cuts he says he's okay but we're all trapped there and beth tells noah that she'll escape with them and she says it in that awesome beth way Let's escape. You want to escape? Okay, let's I'll escape. Go with you. I'll go with you. She doesn't want to stay anymore. So, so Noah says he can keep an eye on Dawn while Beth gets the keys. And uh, apparently no one's... Or I guess that girl's tried to escape. We've already seen one person try to escape. So Beth enters the office and goes inside the cabinet and finds the wallet with the uh, card inside. And uh, Dawn sees a pool of blood on the floor, and she sees the girl with one arm dead, Joan. Yeah, the wallet the wallet and the card inside, we don't get to see what it is, but she definitely takes note of it. She's kind of like, huh. Oh, like she definitely understands something at that point. And that's when she sees Joan's dead body on the ground with yep. her wrist cut open with the scissors on the floor. Yep. And uh, and she finds a key after that, and Gordon walks in, our, per- our pervy well, wrist. She has to... She she gives pause because she sees that Joan's dead or about to die. And she knows exactly what that means. And she knows exactly what Joan did. Joan's in Don's office, dead in the dark behind the desk with slashed open wrists. This is a woman that just zombie bombed Don. It sounds like, it sounds like you were, uh, you were playing clue there for a second. Joan (laughs) dead. Beth, Beth was because she, she kept calm. She knew exactly what she saw, and she knew she still had to get even closer. And she went right up to to the dead body to search those drawers in the desk, which is where she and she had to like like lean over the body and and get the key out of the drawer. So, <clears throat> so pretty, Go- pretty brave, you know. So Gordon walks in in his pervy way, and he says hello. And he walk. I hope I'm not interrupting. And uh, Beth tries to fast talk here and says, I, oh, Dawn was asking for her key. And uh, he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, come on over here. Now, I just Dawn. Why, don't you, why don't we work a little arrangement up? And, uh, yeah, Dawn, I don't have to tell Dawn if you uh, let me get a little rapey on you. Yep, and he starts kissing her neck and getting a little touchy-feely on her. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, that's what I like about you. You, you're not a fighter." And just then, Beth takes a a vase or something. Oh no, no, no! She, she, she looks over her shoulder and she sees Jones. Jones bought. Yeah, Jones starting to reanimate, and she. And then we see Jones. Uh, yeah, eyes open up. And then she smashes a glass bottle over his head and pushes him into the pit to be. Was it a jar? It was a jar of lollipops. Was it the jar of lollipops? The jar of lollipops, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Crashed him over the head with it, and he fell right into Joan's butches. Now uh, Beth gets out of there, and she's walking down the hall with blood all over her shoes, and she walks over to Dawn, and Dawn's goes, well, she, she takes note of the blood on her shoes because she knows that, that uh, Dawn's an OCD and likes everything clean and neat and no blood anywhere and is going to want to know why there's, if she notices that there's going to be problems. Now, why is the blood all over your shoe? She didn't seem to notice, but because she said she just asked her if everything's okay, and this is the nicest she is to Beth all night. 
And Beth says that Gordon was looking for her in their back in her office, which I think well, she's kind of she's kind of freaked out. She is complete a deer in a headlight for a few seconds, and she's like, "Is everything all right, Beth?" And that's where she's like, "Oh yeah, um, uh, everything's okay." Going and Gordon wanted to talk to you in uh, in your office. So Beth walks away with. And then she stares at him at them again. So Beth walks away with Noah and Noah and and they walk towards the elevator and they go down the elevator chute. And this is where it gets a little John McClane. They uh, they're, they tie the sheets together. Tie the sheets together. They're lowering themselves down in. Noah ties something around her waist and lowers her down like uh, they're lowering Ray down in Ghostbusters 2 into the yeah, ooze. This is where you know either she's going to – Don's going to bust through and, and catch them halfway through or one of them's going to slip and fall. Yeah. Right? I actually thought – I was surprised when uh, eventually she gets down and then Noah comes down and he falls into the, into the pit of despair there. I'm actually surprised Noah survived there. I almost expected him to die right there. But uh, – I wanted what – the zombies came out almost immediately when they dumped the body down there, but a live human drops down. Yeah, he's fine. No zombies come anywhere close to them. Apparently, this is where Mr. Burns, after all these years, let all his people down this pit. These are like all the... silent in that pit, aside from zombie moans. All of a sudden, there's two humans jumping into the pile of bodies, squishing around, and talking to each other. And the, and the zombies don't come running over. Yeah, they, they have their headphones on. <laughs> they're playing air they're playing earmuffs <laughs> so <laughs> yeah they're chill they're, they smoke some zombie weed they're 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 relaxed so the two get up after uh climbing down the pit and they're trying their best to get out beth leads the way with her flashlight oh, we also when she left the office she didn't just take the key she took uh, a gun uh, yeah gordon's gun a gun commissioner gordon's gun there and uh and the walker grabs Noah again as they're walking out, and Beth shoots him in the head along with a bunch of other walkers, and I'm sure no one from the hospital heard that. And and, and no yeah, one... She just starts blasting away. Yeah, like, she starts... She fires, like, six or seven shots, and she gets a good, like, four or five headshots off. Yeah, no, she... she name's improved. She, she learned, yeah. Uh, Liv, Daryl Liv, taught her. Uh, Daryl taught her well, yeah. She learned... Joined, so uh, Noah and Beth finally get out of the hospital together, and Beth runs forward, and Noah's behind limping, but many walkers notice the two of them as they start walking over, and Beth leads Noah over to a side of the fence with a hold in it, and then she, this was probably my favorite kill of the night, she curb stomps one of the walkers, she's like, smash, and uh, it, bite the curb, walker, and, Be <laughs> and Beth is now uh, shooting, shooting the walkers that are coming closer, and we can kind of see uh, Dawn and her. She's, not wearing, she's wearing like Chuck Taylors or like Keds or some shit when she stomps on that uh, zombie. Yeah. That's kind of that, crushing a skull like that with one blow. That's some strength. Go, yeah. Go, go, go. yeah, she's got, she, she, it was, it was her, uh, she studied Karate Kid part two and she, <laughs> and she learned drum technique. American History X. You mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. American History X. Exactly. Or, uh, or the Sopranos even. And and uh, and so she totally curb stomps him, and uh, and you can kind of see Dawn in the background of this scene as as we see Noah kind of escaping, <clears throat> and Noah runs off, gets under the fence or gets over the fence, through the fence, yeah, through the through fence, the 
and the walkers are being shot dead as Don and the others show up. And Noah basically, <clears throat> excuse me, Noah basically runs off on Beth and Beth is captured. Well, no, he, he, he doesn't run off on, that's, that's it. She's about to get, she's getting closer to the gate. She's hot on his mm. heels and Don tackles her to the ground and there's three other cops. You don't turn around and go back. I, You're just going to get beaten, killed. Joe, you I agree. Killed. I agree with you. In that situation, it's every man for themselves. But he did run it's off. It's not her. even every man for himself. You're happy. She had a smile on her face. She was happy. She was sad that she didn't make it, but she was psyched that Noah got away. By all means, if we're in the same situation, Joe, leave me. But I will still think as I'm like sitting there waiting for my execution. I'll think, yeah, Joe left me. <laughs> oh, but you know, I'm coming back for you. Yeah, but you're coming back in full force. You know, you have to you have to go get the team. You go have to go get my team. Go get Rick and Daryl to go do some. I probably wouldn't go like. Yeah, I would go. I would end up probably doing more of what Carol did then. Yeah. Where where I don't even know where the fuck I am as far as Beth. Where the hell is Beth from? Joe, that she Joe, knows Joe get your shit. Get, you get your shit together. Come on, figure out where you are. Come on, we're we're not both that. Think about, think about how many kids you grew up with that wouldn't be able to find their way out of a city two towns away. Very true. Very true. It would be difficult. If you think about all transportations done, if we had to walk from, I don't want to mention towns because it doesn't matter, but if we had to walk from random town outside city A to where we are now, it would be a difficult road, figuring out how to actually walk to get there. So... So we get Dawn in the Beth scene again. Dawn asks Beth who the hell she thinks she is. And Beth says that Gordon attacked her and she needed to defend herself. And Dawn's letting all this crap happen. Beth says no one's coming for them. They're all going to die. You're doing absolutely nothing. Everything you're doing is stupid. And Dawn hits Beth right back into the face, right in the same scar. And oh, yeah. She hits her with it. She looks down at the picture again of her and her... her taken care of partner Hanson and there's a blackjack on that tail, a leather, a leather, like, uh, it's leather and stitched up. And there's usually like a piece of lead or a heavy piece of metal in one end and a handle on the other. And it's called the blackjack. And she just grabs that and smacks Beth across the face with it. The fr no, there was a blackjack on the table too. That's what left. I think the, yeah, the gave her, he gave her another her scar in her head. head open. Yeah. It gives her another scar. Now, Beth tells Stephen that uh, this is where we figure out that Stephen's as horrible of a person as as anybody is. So Ste again, she wakes up and now she's like in Stephen's office again. And uh, she says, Stephen, I know what you did. You told me the wrong medication on purpose to kill that guy because you knew he was a doctor and you didn't want to be replaced because you knew if there was another doctor here, you were expendable. And and I know what you did. And he says, yeah, I did do it. And I had no choice. I would have been kicked out or they would have killed me or worse. Right. And then he says, like, Peter, when the Romans found Jesus, he's looking at some painting on the wall. And he says, when when uh, when the Romans found Jesus, Peter denied knowing them. If he didn't, they would have crucified him, too. He didn't have a choice. And Beth kind of thinks to herself, huh? immediately, like I did. Yeah, you absolutely have a choice. It's just not the choice that you like. You know, you always have a choice to do the right thing. Do you live right? Do you do the right thing or do you do the wrong thing? She and almost was. She, she kind of thinks that to herself and she grabs the uh, he walks out of the room and she just like, nope, this dude's got to fucking die. Yep. This I think I should kill him. Yeah, yeah, I think I should kill him. And she goes, 
I understand a choice and I'm choosing to kill him. And she grabs a little needle or a small pair of scissors or something. And she grabs it behind her back and she starts to approach the doctor to stab him in the head or kill him or something, cut his throat. And just at that moment, someone gets busted. Well, I think, I think this too is when she realizes that she is, has been given to the, um, the doctor. Yeah. I think it's, it's the moment she realizes that the doctor is just as bad as everybody else. Right. Well, Well, that, that, the doctor is going to be all rapey on her. She's the doctor's prime. Yeah, a little bit of that and a little bit of just him just being evil too and that he isn't a good guy. He he isn't the guy that... Because I think at some point in time, she was probably thinking, I just need to convince this doctor to come back with me to my other group because it would be good. He'd be a good addition to our group. And this is where she's like, exactly. She thinks he's pervy. He's the same as the rest. And And I think she also is thinking like, if I kill him, that puts a big wrench in their whole, we help people, we yep. save people, you owe us. And that's exactly, that's what I wrote in my notes. If she she kills him, their whole system is, it. It again, what we we're saying at the beginning, she takes away the cheese from the rat trap, so you can't catch rats anymore. Right. He's basically the whole key to their situation, to, to giving Dawn power, because that's her thing. Oh, what if you get sick? We have a doctor. We have a doctor. So, and then at the last minute in the episode, Beth sees out of the corner of her eye, right? She's about to go stabby on the doctor. She sees Carol get wheeled in and she gets a big smile on her face because she knows that. It's not really a smile as much as it's like, oh my God, like both, both exciting awe and, uh, and awe shit. What did they do to Carol? Yeah, there was a, I think to me, I took it a little bit more, I, I agree Almost an oh shit, but I got a little bit of oh, the cal- Calvary's here. Backup, backups arrived. We're uh, we're in good shape now. So it's going to be interesting to see. That they they had talked about. Some people knew that Carol had just left, so it wasn't that Carol was dead. She just wasn't with anybody. So, but Beth disappeared before Carol made it back to the rest of the group. So Beth hasn't seen Carol since before the prison went down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so she doesn't realize how much of a badass she is. Right. (laughs) So, and that is our episode. Having gone through it, I think this episode introduces a lot of cool themes and ideas, and I think it's a very successful episode in what's trying to portray. Was it my favorite episode of this season so far? It's probably, if I'm ranking them, it's probably my least favorite episode of the season. I'd say it's my fourth favorite episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's my fourth favorite episode <laughs> of the season. But I wouldn't say I disliked it. It wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's my least favorite. I'd say it like Joe said it. It's my fourth favorite episode of the, of the season. So, everybody, this is a good time to start to wrap things up. Uh, important announcement. Next week's episode will be a little bit different. I'm flying out for a friend's wedding to Las Vegas on Friday, and I will not be back till Tuesday. And because of time zones and lack of internet, I didn't even think about the time zone things, Joe. The fact that it's going to be on a different uh, different time period. And uh, internet costing money at the hotel that I'm going to be at, and the actual wedding that I'm going to being on the actual Sunday of The Walking Dead. We're going to do the recap on Gulp on Tuesday when I get back on uh, Veterans Day sometime, depending on when Joe works, whenever Joe gets out of work on uh, Veterans Day. What was that? I'll be home at 8. 
Okay, he'll be home at eight. So we'll probably do it on uh, on that Tuesday evening. So uh, there'll be no show live next week right after the episode, unfortunately, unless some magic we can arrange through the internet and through timing out in Vegas matched with that. Yes, my friend is getting married in Las Vegas. So, Uh, Also, if you haven't already, like we said, please hit the subscribe button. Comment away whatever you thought about this episode and anything we had to say. You can check out any of our episodes at issuesprogram.com. You can subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher, depending on which one of those things you use. And you can find those links to everything in the description below. I'd like to thank everybody that was checking out the show. We had a lot of action in the chat room tonight and a lot of live viewers. We really appreciate it. And you can also call in if you want to leave some voicemails at 781-990-8509. You can text that number as well. And we will read your comments or play your voicemails on the air in the show. So, everybody, thank you so much. Sorry, Joe and I are both playing in pain tonight. But we could not not bring this to you because we love talking about The Walking Dead. And we love that we get to share our fun of watching our episodes with so many other people. So, thank you guys for your continued support and watching our episodes. And we'll continue bringing them to you. So. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. Have a good week. We'll talk to you next time.